Today on episode number 512 of the School of Podcasting, which you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 512, we're going to talk about what if podcasting was a sport and how can we learn from the strategies that sports teams use to better their teams to better our podcast. We're also going to talk about how sometimes keeping it simple is the best strategy above all. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I bring my 20 plus years of helping people understand technology and we help you massage your message. We help you tackle that technology. We help you face your fears, flatten that learning curve, and get you on the road to successful podcasting. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com, and as I record this right now in May of 2016, it's almost time for registration. Registration opens in June, and if you want to be one of the first to take one of those coveted spots, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter so you don't miss that opportunity when the doors open. We only open them now certain times of the year. That way you get my undivided attention. And I always like to start off the show with what we call because of my podcast stories. This is really, this is something I'm turning into its own podcast. I want to do some testing with uh, some other tools. And so I'm kind of spinning this segment out, but it'll still be here, by the way. You don't have to go over to the other one to hear these. But it's basically because of my podcast, blank. If you can answer that question, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact and we'll hear your smiling voice just like today. We're going to hear from Rob Kearns, who does the Living the Vet Life podcast. Hey, Dave, Rob here from the Living the Vet Life podcast. Hey, Rob. I help veterans get all of the benefits they have earned through their service to the United States military. Wanted to check in with you with your Because of My Podcast Because in my fourth episode, I had a mortgage specialist on my show who talked about the VA home loans and how it can help get veterans into their forever homes. It was a real privilege for me to have this guy on as he helped me and my wife get into our forever home five years ago. I was very surprised when about a week after I aired the podcast, I got an email from the mortgage specialist saying that he had been contacted by a veteran in Nebraska. Now, that's kind of far off considering that me and the mortgage specialist are both here in North Carolina. But that gentleman reached out to the mortgage specialist from Nebraska saying, hey, I heard your podcast and I was wondering if you could help me and my wife get into our forever home. He was not able to help him directly as the veteran that he was speaking with was in Nebraska and we're here in North Carolina. But the mortgage specialist here was able to put him in touch with one in Nebraska to help that veteran out and get them into their home. So because of my podcast and the podcast that you helped create, Dave, the part of this is on you, buddy. Cool. This veteran is getting into his first home and he's getting it into a great VA home loan rate. So I'm really touched with that and I just wanted to put that out there. So uh, that's us here at livingthevetlife.com and the Living the Vet Life on our podcast. Uh, haven't gotten any reviews yet or anything like that, but that shout out from that mortgage specialist, let me know we are doing good things here at livingthevetlife.com. Take care and God bless, Dave. Yes, you are, my friend. And this is one of those things, you know, we all talk about, oh, making money with your podcast. How about just making the planet a better place? And you can see here again, podcasting is a global thing. So in this case, it was somebody from another state and they were able to work with these people 
and change people's lives for the better. It's not always all about the Benjamins. A lot of times it is, okay, but there are times when it's just helping people. How cool is that? And uh, Rob starts off his podcast with someone, and this could be you, reading the Pledge of Allegiance. And if you're interested in that, go over to livingthevetlife.com. How long does it take you to read the Pledge of Allegiance and upload it? And it's free publicity for your podcast. And if you're a vet, definitely go over to livingthevetlife.com. Check it out because you might be missing on some stuff that you had no idea you were entitled to because of your service. And I will say that right now before we move on here. If you are a veteran, thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for your service. I deeply, deeply appreciate it. All right, as I record this here in 2016, there are a couple of things going on here in the States. One of them is a presidential election to which I just want to say, ugh, because in reality, it doesn't matter who the president is. I don't want to turn this into a political talk. Uh, it's really about Congress. Go listen to Congressional Dish with uh, with Jen and you'll learn those are the people we need to get rid of because blaming the way the country is on the president is kind of like blaming Ronald McDonald's for the shape of your hamburger. It doesn't really, I mean, that guy's not running the company. And um, so that's, I've had enough of politics already. And as I record this, the NFL draft, and right now I know uh, baseball is supposed to be America's pastime. It, no, I don't know that. Um, I think football is America's pastime. And so there's this whole NFL draft. And to me, there's nothing more boring than watching a bunch of billionaires select athletes to be millionaires who will then later probably blow it because of drugs. In fact, I turned on ESPN and they had a bunch of fake coaches choosing fake teams to, it was just all, I'm like, who is following this stuff? But it got me thinking about sports and the things they do to make teams better And it led me to thinking like, well, what if podcasting was a sport? Wouldn't that be cool? But the one thing that drives me nuts about sports is at the end of the game, like they always go up to somebody and go, hey, you just got the tar beat out of you. Tell us how you feel. Or, hey, way to win the game by 90 million points. How do you feel? Like they're going to go, I hate it. I hate winning. I don't want to win anymore. And uh, so here is uh, what if podcasting was a sport. What a game, what a game. The Super Bowl of podcasting is in the books with Jack Davidson coming out on top. Our own Brock Jones is on the sidelines with the champ. Brock, take it away. Yes, this is Brock Johnson here with the champ. What a great effort today. You won. Jack, how does it feel? Oh, man, I just need to thank God and Jesus because I'm going to Disneyland, man, with some Budweiser. Uh, I, just, I just can't believe it. I mean, man, you, you dream about this as a child and, you know, we had a great plan. We thought it through. I need to give a shout out to the chat room. We have the best chat room in all the world, man. I was worried about our, our transitions, but they were tight and we needed to make some great points. And we did when it really counted. We worked with our audience to give them what they wanted to hear. I mean, everyone in the Facebook group group was awesome with ideas. 
we came in, we kept the equipment uh, kind of simple, and it, it worked. It sounded great. It was simple, but it sounded great, and we were able to get the words out of our mouth without fumbling over our words, and man, all week we practiced and practiced and practiced our call to action, and we just nailed it, and you know, I got to give it up to Lou. Lou is a great competitor, and I have mad respect for Lou. I want to thank my media host, Lipson, where you can get a free month using the coupon code SOP free. And I want to give a shout out to my mom and dad. Yo, mom and dad and uh, my wife and kids. I love you, baby. And uh, kids, you need to go to bed because daddy won. Daddy won. Thanks, daddy Jack. Won. Standing by in the locker room is our own Kim with uh, Lou Zer, a uh, great competitor today, but uh, came up just a little short. Kim, take it away. Thanks, Brock. Lou, it was a tough day out there behind the mic. Any passing thoughts? Well, you know, well, first I got, I got to give it up to Jack. You know, he produced a great cast today and we thought we had it in the bag. We were in new and noteworthy right out of the gate. We, uh, we wanted to keep things loose today, leave things open, kind of go with the flow. We got, uh, we got hung up on some crutch words earlier that probably hurt us. And we thought bringing in the big rig would uh, be to our advantage, but you you can't really have a good day when you're still tracing your cables, trying to figure out where things are plugged in. And then, of course, the Blab website died. And so I started off the show with an apology. Probably looking back, that probably wasn't something I should have done and maybe should have had some more bullet points ready. Then, uh, of course, I bit my tongue halfway through and that didn't work. And uh, we had some issues with a pop filter. And, you know, I mean, I'm a professional and I just, I gave it all I got. We had some issues with uh, too many calls to action in the outro. You know, we're trying to make up for lost time. Uh, I knew we were behind. So we changed the name of the show to Zig Ziglar on Fire, even though Zig's been dead since 2012. We thought that might help. Uh, it didn't. And uh, look, we, we uh, you know, I got to... We needed to impact the audience. We needed to impact them in a positive way. And uh, we came up empty. So, yeah, this this hurts. It uh, it hurts a lot. And we'll, we'll learn from it. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to the tapes. Not today. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll listen to the tapes. Hopefully, if, if all goes well, you know, we'll be back here next year. Thanks, Lou. Back to you, Brock. What a great match. The Super Bowl of podcasting is in the record books. Until next season, remember to always press record. And I want to give a quick shout out to Kim from Toastmasters101.net. That is Toastmasters101.net. And uh, if you're a person that's looking to amp up your public speaking, check out your local Toastmasters. And that podcast is specifically for you, people that are new to Toastmasters. So again, Toastmasters101.net. Kim, thank you so much for playing Kim in that uh, little skit. So let's talk about sports, shall we, a little bit. Bernie's pumped. I don't know if you guys can hear my cat in the background. Yeah, he's uh, like, please, no more about sports. He's kind of burned out on the Browns as I am. You see, I live in Cleveland. Well, technically, I live in Akron, Ohio, which is about an hour south. And unless you're a fan of Devo, no, you're not a Devo fan, Bernie? No, come here, buddy, and shut up. Um, Devo or LeBron James, maybe Chrissy Hine. Chrissy Hine is actually from Cuyahoga Falls, where I actually am. And um, basically, Cleveland is a famous sports town, famous for not being quite good enough. I mean, we were one pitch away from winning the World Series. 
we were two yards away from going to the Super Bowl. And over the years, the Cleveland Browns football team has taken over basically leading the pack of bad sports teams in Cleveland. Uh, Every few years, we fire our coaches because, well, that's what we do. We fire their staffs. um, Our players get suspended. Our coaches stink when they're here. This is one of my favorite things. We have these players who are really awful, and then we see them later on, like, the all-star team. Uh, My favorite is we used to have a coach named Bill Belichick who couldn't win anything in Cleveland. Uh, We fire him. uh, New England picks him up, and he's, what, got four or five Super Bowls now? It's ridiculous. And you might be going, Dave, what does it have to do with podcasting? Hang with me, because there's a little story here. In 2014, having, having yet another miserable year, the owners of the Cleveland Browns decided to work on the stadium. Yep, they installed massively these, these, they described them as uniquely shaped video boards because apparently video boards are only cool if they're uniquely shaped. Um, they installed escalators to help eliminate congestion and they uh, cranked up the audio system. And their quote, and I love this, is they hoped that these items would improve the fan experience. Now the next year, year number two, they added more concessions and better lighting. And the cost of this, are you ready for this? $125 million. And again, the reason they did this is they wanted to improve the fan experience. Now, I'm not a a huge football aficionado. I'm not that kind of guy. But I'm pretty sure the best way to improve the fan experience is to put a winning football team together. Call me crazy. And the last years, the the two years that they were working on the stadium, we had a record of 11 11 wins and 21 losses. But let's work some more on the stadium, shall we? So if you're wondering, Dave, you are going to talk about podcasting today, right? Yeah, hang with me. So at the core of the stadium, right, is the team. And it's a team that we want to root for. And it's a team that we expect to win at least every now and then. And when they win, when we actually have a winning team, the Cleveland Browns fans are insane. And they will sit in temperatures that are ridiculously cold and they will pack the stadium in the winter. And then when you go into work on Monday, everyone is talking about the game because everybody was watching it somewhere. And when the team stinks, well, um, they don't. They don't fill the stadium. Nobody watches it on TV. And I don't care if I can take an escalator to my seat. If the team has no shot at winning, I'm not going. I'm not going to be watching from home. Nobody's going to be talking about it at work because it's horrible. Well, we see people investing in better microphones when really the original microphone was okay. They invested in a new theme for their website. And in reality, most of your audience probably never visits your website. They switch email list providers. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go from AWeber to MailChimp, or I'm going to go from MailChimp to ConvertKit or whatever. They switch media hosting companies. I had somebody ask me this. They said, well, between Blueberry, Lipson, and Podbean and Stitcher, you know, is there any of those platforms that's going to give me more listeners? And I was like, mm, not really. Not in the end, you have to bring the audience. What contact deli- what content delivery network you use, it doesn't really matter. So, you know, people will switch from Blueberry to Libsyn, Libsyn to Blueberry, Podbean to whatever, and or they'll get a new player for their website. In a sense, they are sprucing up the stadium of a losing team. 
You know, they need to put a winning team on the field to improve the listener experience. They need to create content that will impact their audience. It's the old laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain. And we need to focus on our audience. That leads to great content. And finally, we need to promote the content. It's not just enough to have good content. We got to go out there and figure out where our audience is to promote it. So I looked at this. I'm like, well, how do sports teams get better? Well, they do a couple things. They prepare, they listen, they trade players that don't work, and they bring in a new set of eyes. So when they prepare, they watch film, both of their opponent, as well as tapes of their own games, and they look for mistakes that they made to help avoid them. And they look at tapes of their opponent so they kind of know what to expect. Then they listen. Good players are open to feedback. They listen to their coaches. They listen to their fellow players. They have a mindset of constant improvement. Now, they, this, they may take a week you know, off here and there when the season is over, but then it's back to the gym to prepare for next season. They're always in a mindset of constant improvement. Uh, they trade players that don't work. Here in Cleveland, we had a guy named Johnny Manziel, had all these high hopes. This guy's just a party machine. And, you know, we gave him a chance. We gave him two chances. And then we figured out, uh, this guy's an idiot, and we cut him loose. And I'll talk more about Johnny here in a second. Uh, You bring in a new set of eyes. Tiger Woods, at least for a while, was considered, it sure looked like he was going to be one of the best uh, golfers ever. And did you know he's had numerous coaches over the years? Um, The Browns have done something. The Cleveland Browns football team is something way outside the box. They hired a guy from baseball. I know I'm still talking about the Browns, Bernie. He's a big fan of the Panthers because they're cats. Get it? (laughs) Woo! And um, the Browns hired a guy from baseball who has a completely new perspective and strategy. He's like, he's, he has like a formula for evaluating people which I'm not really thinking is going to work, but okay, it's a different strategy. And the ones we've been using, which is basically fire the coach every two years, doesn't work. So how do podcasters get better? Well, they kind of do the same thing. They prepare, they listen, they lose segments that don't resonate, and you bring in a new set of ears. You prepare, you think about what you're going to say before they hit record. If I hadn't done that this week, One of the things that made me giggle is when I said I changed the name of my show to Zig Ziglar on Fire. If I hadn't thought this out and written down some ideas, I don't think that one would have come to me off the cuff. And so I like to write out my notes ahead of time, at least bullet points. That's the way I do it. And I find I get better content that way because I start to flesh things out in my brain. Uh, Good podcasters listen to other podcasts. Now, not to rip off their content, but to examine why a show works, what they can learn from it, and what doesn't work, and how they can avoid doing that. They, uh, you know, you have to realize this is all subjective. But if you don't improve, and your show's content doesn't inspire people to tell other people or to come back and listen again, you're not going to make it, right? Your show is going to kind of die a slow, painful death. So the other thing that podcasters can do to get better is listen. And one of the things I've been doing is going back like three months or a year, a show that I have not listened to in a long time, and I will listen to my show 
listening for things that I could do better. And for the record, uh, I'll, I'll give you one right now. As we were playing this, I realized I said, here's my uh, uh, reporter, Brock Jones. And then later I referred to myself as Brock Johnson. That's a mistake. Do we care? No. I'm going to let that one slide. But that's something I heard now with a fresh set of ears. But you can, f- you can create like a focus group of listeners who are not afraid to give, keyword here, constructive feedback. Because that stinks isn't really very helpful. But if you can have somebody say, well, I kept having to adjust my volume up and down uh, because the volume was all over the place, right? Or maybe you just have an attitude that you can uh, think through a negative comment to see if there's any validity to it, if there's any merit to it. But basically, good podcasters, they listen to their audience. Then they lose segments that don't resonate. Let me uh, refresh your memory on uh, some of this. Uh, right in the same way that we lost Johnny Manziel because that guy just didn't work. He just partied all the time, and he had no um, no dedication. But um, and it didn't work. And we'll talk about dedication here in a second as well. But here is a segment that I played, and then I quit. I mean, for those of you that were around for this, you're like, "Oh no, no, he's gonna play it." Yes, I am. to every single one of my first-time listeners. I'm so glad you're here. Now I know we just met, but I want to let you know I'm never going to waste your precious, precious time ever. All I ask is if you ever feel like tuning out, give me not one, not two, but three listens before you go. Inspired, entertained, and educated is the goal of this show. You're going to leave better than you did when you showed up. This is really annoying. Now, if you've had enough of me after three, I thank you for the opportunity. I'm a poet and I didn't know it. You rock, my friend. God bless. You rock, my friend. What is that about? Yeah, so the problem was I had people email that said, that is really annoying. Can you please not ever, 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 ever play that again? And uh, I listened to it and I went, you know, that is kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of annoying. Then uh, another one I did, which was kind of cute, the idea was I wanted to spotlight some of my back catalog, and I thought, well, I'll just kind of create a section called the History of the School of Podcasting, and it sounded something like this. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time to take a historical look at the School of Podcasting. Enjoy. Yeah, there's only one problem with this segment. It bored the crap out of me. I really didn't care because I go back and say, hey, a year ago, we were talking about this. Two years ago, we were talking about FeedBurner. Three years ago, we were talking about whatever. And it really was an interesting idea. The thought being, I want to spotlight my back catalogs. They do have 500 plus episodes. And I want you to make sure you know those are there. It just didn't do anything for me. And if I'm not excited, uh, yeah. 
So that was a segment that didn't work anymore. But the whole, the whole one, two, three thing, I didn't like branding myself as an acquired taste. Like, I don't know, like something you have to force down your throat. And it just, I just didn't like the way I came across and the fact that people said, Dave, that is a really annoying promo. So you lose segments that don't resonate with your audience or don't resonate with you. Now we said NFL people or Tiger Woods, they bring in a new set of eyes, right? They bring in a new set of, of coaches. Well, we bring in a new set of ears and I get hired by people to consult on their show. You can uh, schedule a time by going to school slash schedule. And you can schedule as short as 15 minutes if you want. And I had somebody this week that at the beginning of their show, they said, welcome to the blah, blah, blah show where we blah, blah, blah. And I went, hmm, okay, listen to the show. And I went, you know, at the beginning of your show, you said you guys did yada, yada, yada. And I didn't hear any, I didn't hear a single yada in the show. So you're kind of telling your audience you're going to do this. And then, well, you didn't. And they went, ooh, you're right. So sometimes it takes a fresh set of ears to catch those things because you're so close. Now, if you need a consultant, there are two ways to do this. Number one, get your audience again. Get your target audience to give you honest feedback. Now, you can also hire myself and Eric K. Johnson. We do a show called Podcast Review Show. And so not only does this give you a two consultants for the price of like a half, but you also get added exposure on the show as well as on my new YouTube channel. So it's really quite the deal. If you're looking for constructive feedback, podcast review show is the place to go. And um, it's it's interesting that way. And there, there are times, again, when I'm not going to be your target audience. Keep that in mind. So if you're a, a mommy cast, I might not completely identify with the the subject matter, but I can still spot those things that are missing that maybe you missed because it's too close. Now, I mentioned again about Johnny Manziel and the way that this guy, he is uh, he was not dedicated and he wasn't focused. That's something you need if you want to have an extended career in football and in podcasting. Uh, we have a guy in the Cleveland Browns. His name is Josh Gordon. He's a wide receiver. You've probably never seen him play because he's been suspended pretty much his entire career. In fact, I actually did some research to find out that Josh got suspended for pot when he was in college. So why the heck we even drafted this kid? I don't know, but he's been suspended at least three times. So here's a guy. He doesn't get the big picture. Um, there's a wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers that was suspended for pot. And my favorite thing was he tried to say the reason he was smoking pot is because he was depressed. And I'm like, excuse me, you're in your late 20s. You're a millionaire and you're playing football. How in the world are you depressed about anything? So you have to stay focused on making great content. You have to stay focused and dedicated and look for smart opportunities to promote your show. It's not just about great content. You have to promote your show. And then see if there's any strategic partners, people you can work with to make a better show and uh, get more exposure. Now, I, wanted, I did some more research on this about what does it take to make it in the pros? Because there are those of us that are like, look, I've been doing this three years and I'm still not at the top of the heap. So check this out. I found this interesting. If uh, if you're an NCAA senior player, now for those of you across the pond, basically if you're a, a college student drafted by the NFL, about one in 50 or 2% will actually make it in the NFL. 
if you were drafted out of high school and you didn't go to college, about nine in 10,000 or 0.09%. Now, if we switch sports to basketball, if you're a college player, uh, one in 75 make it to the NBA or 1.3%. If you get drafted, drafted out of high school, about three in 10,000 or 0.03%. Now, uh, less than 11 in 100 or about 10.5%, if you're a senior male baseball player, um, will get drafted by a major league baseball team and approximately one in 200 or 0.5% of high school senior boys playing interscholastic baseball will eventually be drafted by a major league baseball team. Now, what they don't say there is you get drafted for probably some sort of farm league. Now, my buddy, Randy Cantrell, do you know Randy? Check him out over at leaningtowardwisdom.com. One of my new favorite podcasts I've been checking out. Randy's a big uh, hockey nut. And so I was checking this out. Like, what does it take to get into the NHL? And they said they did a study of college kids. And they said out of 132, uh, I'm sorry, there are there were 22,000 people, like hockey players, uh, basically 132 of those made it to the top feeder leagues of the NHL, which is 0.6%. And they said of those 132 that made it to the feeder league, only seven actually played in the NHL, which is 0.0312%. So in other words, it's not just about making it to the big leagues. It's A, not very likely that you're going to get there. It takes a lot of work and a lot of dedication. Think about all these pros. These are guys that have been doing them since they were little kids. They've been honing on it. And so the last time I heard this stat, it was from uh, Rob Walsh from uh, Libsyn. He's the VP of Podcaster Relations. And he said that only about 8% of podcasters have enough downloads to get a, can we put air quotes up, a quote, big advertiser, you know, Harry's, Stamps.com, Squarespace, et cetera, et cetera. Now, that doesn't mean you can't get an advertiser. You can make a good living with smaller downloads. Uh, Go check out my interview with Glenn Hebert, who is America's horse husband from uh, horseradionetwork.com. And you can find that by going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Glenn, that's G-L-E-N-N, and the number one. That's a guy that's making a living with advertisers without having big, giant download numbers and uh, doing quite well, has like a ton of sponsors over there. So again, podcasters, how are you going to get better? You have to prepare. You have to listen. You have to lose anything that's not working. And in some cases, you might want to bring in a new set of ears, especially if those set of ears belong to your target audience. It takes focus. It takes dedication. I'll give an example about uh, focus and dedication. I thought, oh, this is going to be cool because I now work for Libsyn right? A media hosting company for podcasting gives me a great view of the podcasting lands, you know, scape. And it's interesting because I thought I could listen to podcasts all day and I can't because I realize that some podcasts, especially if it's about podcasting, I'm in show prep. I'm listening for show ideas. I'm listening to see if this is anything that you want to hear that I should bring to this show to talk about. So I can't do that and answer tickets at the same time, but I can listen to Howard Stern. I can listen to some of the other shows I listen to because I'm just kind of browsing those and I'm not taking notes where a lot of times if I'm listening to these other shows, I don't. So there is a difference again, sometimes I'm 
almost always in show prep mode. Anytime I'm watching TV, anytime I'm doing anything around entertainment, I'm listening to see, is this something that could pertain to podcasting? This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time. So as we continue on with this discussion of sports, a lot of times when things are going bad, the coaches will come out and go, well, we need to go back and revisit the fundamentals, you know, the basics of tackling or, or shooting a basketball or whatever it is. And there's a, a great post by Tim Ferriss, the guy behind the four hour work week, really long post. And it's how I built a number one ranked podcast with 60 million downloads. And it's really interesting. He talks about how a couple things really stood out. One, he says, I want to convert casual listeners into diehard fervent listeners. And I want to convert casual sponsors into diehard fervent sponsors. This requires two things. One, playing the long game. And two, strategically leaving some chips on the table. As a mentor once told me, you can shear a sheep many times, but you can skin him only once. And what he's talking about here is he could have a ton of sponsors and make millions of dollars, but he also knows by doing that, he will burn out his audience. And so he'd rather just kind of keep it mellow, couple ads, nothing too crazy. And then later he says, novice podcasters, he goes, which I was, and bloggers get too distracted in, and he's using big words here, nascent stages with monetization. In other words, in the early stages, in the first three to nine months, he says, you should be honing your craft and putting out increasingly better work. Again, going back to how can you improve? He says, the recording gear is better and cheaper every year. He says, it's extremely easy for me to travel with a small recording studio in my backpack. Now, I looked into this. What he's using is a Zoom H6, a little overkill for the typical person, very flexible, about 400 bucks. I like the Zoom H5. He uses a, uh, a Shure SM58, but he also says, if you're on a budget, even an iPhone will do, and best bang for your buck, the ATR2100 is hard to beat. He says, my mantra for gear is borrowed from my podcast that he did with Morgan Spurlock. Once you get fancy, fancy gets broken. And I'll tell you right now, I have a Behringer X1832. I bought this mixer because at the time I needed, I had a, I was doing a show on Saturday where I was playing things live and I would use my iPad for that. I was taking phone calls and I was connecting with a Google Hangout where my co-host was. So without getting too geeky, I had to do two mix minuses plus play. Plus I was going to Spreaker. Plus I was going to Mixler. It was insane. And it made it kind of crazy to do that show. So I have found ways to simplify it. We got rid of the phone line and switched to blab.im because my audience can connect much easier with that. Most of my audience has a microphone. And so we ditched the phone line and any kind of live show has its pitfalls. Uh, just to, to give you a fun little behind the scenes. Well, it wasn't behind the scenes at all. I was doing an episode this last Saturday 
And you have to kind of be weary of people who've only been on blab for days or if they have the little egg for an icon and uh, the guy came into the room and then instantly switched his camera to show a picture of a woman's yeah so i was like wow thanks for for that and uh but simple you know we we all love gear we all want to sound better but simple can, you can do really good stuff with simple. So I have a couple examples of this. Now I'm going to say this here, right? What I'm going to do here is play music that I do not have the rights to. And it doesn't matter how much I play this. This is technically illegal. I'm thinking I could get away with this thing. I'm using it in an educational standpoint and I could get away with fair use. Now realize when you say fair use, that still means you have to go to court to plead your case. So one of them, and I'm going to get my jam on here. This I'm going to date myself. Uh, if you are above the age of 30, you probably remember this, but uh, so we have one chord and a couple notes on a hi-hat. And I'm telling you, when I was in my 20s, people were already on the dance floor to dance to this song. I mean, nothing too crazy here. Oh, there's, there's one note. You ready? We're going to go two, three notes, two, and then back up to the first note. That is some crazy stuff there. And I'm telling you, the dance floor was already filled by that point. Here's another example. And it, this is one that I don't know why, because it's so not funky, but it does make you kind of want to shake your butt. Okay. One note. And let's get crazy and add one chord to that. It's insane. And most of you can already name that song. It's Who Made Who by ACDC. It's one chord, one note, and a drum beat on the one, and a snare hit on the three. Nothing too crazy about that. And yet, again, I know the, the other one uh, that I'm going to pull up here was definitely... Back in the days when I used to go to clubs and such, people would go crazy over a song that basically had two chords. There's one note there. I'm telling you, I could teach a four-year-old how to play that song on the guitar. So my point here is... You can do really good things with simple. I mentioned it a couple times now. I interviewed uh, Jim Harold from the Paranormal Podcast. Met him at a McDonald's. We both showed up with our 2100s and I took my Zoom H5 and I didn't get one complaint from that. I really, I, I've said this before, it's kind of hard to make really bad audio these days. If you have a blue snowball and it's more than three inches away from your mouth, that's probably going to be something that's not great. But depending, and this is where you got to remember, as a podcaster, you're going to be slightly more critical of audio than Joe Schmo listener. And so simple can be very, very good. You can go back to the basics and I was thinking about this as I've been recording this because the mixer I have 
takes up a lot of room. And there are a lot of knobs that I'm not using, a lot of features on this particular mixer that I'm not using anymore. And so you need to sometimes identify, is this a need or a want? I mentioned a couple episodes ago, I bought this um, Aphex Master Voice Channel because it was a want. It wasn't a need. And do I regret it? Can you put your fingers up to where just, just a little bit? There's a lot of money. And yeah, it sounds great, but there's part of me that's going, you know, if I could, meh. now I'm not selling it or anything like that, but it's one of those where like, that was definitely a want, not a need. When I originally bought this mixer, it was a need. I needed two mix minuses and my old mixer wouldn't do it. So keep that in mind today as we uh, get ready to wind up. I should say where I'm going to be. And uh, in July, of course, I will meet you at Podcast Movement. I'll be going there as uh, people have been asking me. I'm going there as a Libsyn employee. That was determined this week. So I'll be at the booth during the day. And uh, I'll also be doing a session there, a Q&A session. I have not received my time and date on that yet, but as soon as I know, you will know. You can use the coupon code SOP40 to uh, save on your podcast movement ticket. And uh, I also appeared on the Podcast Success Summit. And you can uh, see all of these out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 512. And I'll also be speaking at New Jersey at uh, Podcast Mid-Atlantic, and I uh, just heard where Jessica Rhodes uh, is going to be there. Jessica runs a great website that helps you find guests at interviewconnections.com. So I am pumped up to get to hang with Jessica and, of course, Joe Pardo, and I believe um, Jessica from uh, She Podcast is going to be a whole bunch of really cool people, and uh, looking forward to that. Had a great time last year. It was the very first year. We actually had it in a gym and it was great because it doesn't matter where you're at. It matters who you're with. And uh, really looking forward to uh, going back to that. So that's where I'm going to be. So, and uh, would love to have your feedback. Want to thank, let me uh, throw this in here, little feedback we got from folks. I want to thank everybody who's been sending in their pictures of themselves wherever they are listening to. And that's one of the things I need to specify because I got a really cool picture of somebody's gym I kind of want you in the picture. Not that I don't care about your gym, but I, I'm really more interested in in you. Did get a note from um, Sherry Fields. And if you think you have a hard time finding time to podcast, she did have this great uh, feedback here. She says, uh, this is where I listen a couple times a week. Uh, and it's basically her washing dishes. She says, this is where I listen to all my marketing and business podcasts, either washing dishes, cooking, or ironing for a family of nine. She says, podcasts have turned this time from Cinderella drudgery into internet university time. And I'm looking forward for looking for a favorite podcast to recommend this fall. That's the thing I do at the end of the year. And I said, well, with seven kids, I would ask if you have a podcast, but who in the world can podcast with seven kids? Well, guess what? Sherry Fields can. She does the creation science, the number four kids show every Monday. Are you kidding me? That is amazing. So Sherry, thank you so much for your picture. 
And while we're talking about that, I should also throw in Gary Fawcett, Wynn Charles, Kim Slusher, Josh Rivers, Drew Zahn. Drew was building a fish pond. Ryan Parker was mowing the lawn. Uh, Michael Helms, Kale Nelson, Wayne Henderson, uh, John Buchanan, Emily from uh, the Classic Little Podcast, Rico Morales, uh, Clay Simmons, who was on a front loader, um, Adam O. Hobden, uh, Mark King, uh, let's see, Damo, just one name I have here, uh, Christopher Lewis, uh, John Wilkerson, Joe Salse, I think I'm pronouncing your last name wrong, I think it's Salse, it's the Stacking Benjamins guy, um, Ryan, see it's hilarious, most time I know your podcast, I can't remember your name, uh, Ryan Muniak, uh, Troy uh, Henritz, uh, Stargate Pioneer, the only, the one and only SP, Gordon Firemark, who will be on the show later on um, in a future episode, uh, JD Sutter, Alan Lee was at the mall, and uh, Paul Clifford so far. So uh, thank you, ladies, for uh, sending in some folks. I actually have, what's the opposite of testosterone? I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a female, but we actually have some females on the board now, and I'm actually going to be hanging these up, so you should see them next week on Ask the Podcast Coach which is a show I do live. If you want to come talk to me live every Saturday, 1030 Eastern standard time, it's at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And uh, hopefully there'll be no more of a high, but yay on the screen uh, this week. That was um, fun. But uh, thanks so much for tuning in. The school of podcasting will be open in a month, June 1st. Sign up for the newsletter. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter. Get a coupon for when it shows up. And uh, we're going to be doing some some special things with that, I think, this time. I'm going to do something. You know me. I like to try new stuff. And so I've already done one new thing, which is I now only have the school open for a month at a time every three months. And I think I'm going to do something different. I'm going to think about that now from this week to next week. So stay tuned. And I probably will have an announcement next week about what happens when the school opens on June 1st. So thanks so much for tuning in our website, schoolofpodcasting.com. Until next week, take care and God bless.